I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I got to tell you, one of my favorite elements of working late nights and overnights is that we do often get to see international sporting events taking place live while we're here at the office. And just a few moments ago, it was super cool, muted, but really cool, to see American Mackenzie McDonald, Mackie, as he's known on tour, take out Rafael Nadal. I love Rafael Nadal, and I, of course, would have been all in on Nadal and Djokovic had the two of them met in the Australian Open final. But I want to see the next generation of men's and women's American tennis players rise up and try to fill a major void that has been left for years. I would say going back to Andy Roddick, Pete Sampras. Um, before that, thinking about Andre Agassi. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a major American superstar. John Isner got into the top 10. Marty Fish was into the top 10 for a bit, but injuries derailed Marty. And he also had some other challenges away from the court. And John... While he's still competing, uh, never quite got to that level where he broke through as a Grand Slam champion, though he had some phenomenal moments. He's had some phenomenal moments on the court. I've covered him personally at tournaments. So that's the void on the American side for the men. As for the women, well, we all know, with Serena Williams sort of retiring, but at least retiring from competing on a a week-in and week-out basis in all the big majors, her sister as well, Venus, is more of a wild card now. It's good to see her, but it's not a it's not a regular thing. Naomi Osaka is taking off all of this year as she's pregnant and getting ready to have her first baby. There are some good young American women as well. So we need these two groups, kind of 20-somethings for the most part, to rise up and become a force on the international stage. And it takes victories like these for them to build confidence and to get experience. Francis Tiafo, he's advanced to his first Australian Open third round since 2019. And even though Rafael Nadal is injured, not exactly sure what the injury is, but he definitely started to struggle in the second set or so. Mackenzie McDonald can only play the hand he's dealt. And in this case, Nadal chose to continue through the match And he fought hard because that's Nadal. He is grit. Uh, He is grit and he is toughness. And we've seen him do this for years. It's one of the reasons why he's got more Grand Slam singles titles than any man in tennis history. 
but for Mackenzie McDonald, ranked 65th in the world. He's a former UCLA and a champion at both the singles and doubles level uh, for the NCAA. This is awesome. It's it's great for him, regardless of Nadal's status. Can't take that victory away from him. It's a major win, and it's against one of the biggest names and toughest competitors in all of the sports. So that was kind of fun to see from down under, even as I was in here a few minutes ago getting ready for the show. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is our hump show, middle show of the work week, and we have got... Some stuff in store for you. That is the technical term. Stuff. If you haven't yet voted in our Tom Brady poll, I know you want to. You know you want to. Try to stay away. You want to see the results if nothing else because I <laughs> I think it's actually kind of humorous. We started this last night. And tonight, I guess, we could ask the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. You're going to hear from Aaron as we head through this edition of After Hours. I don't want you to predict whether or not Tom Brady will return next season because we don't have any insight yet. Though I will say the majority of NFL insiders and people who are connected to the league, meaning those who previously played and have a lot of people on on the inside, they all seem to think Tom Brady is 100% playing next season. But we weren't asking you to predict if he will or won't. We were asking you to tell us if you want to see him return in 2023. (laughs) I'm telling you, the results are hysterical, especially on our Facebook page. But the poll is still ongoing for another 45 minutes, so you can find it on Twitter, A-Law Radio. And then, as I say, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, uh, I'm pretty sure we're up to about... Well, we were up to 600 comments or so on Facebook on this one particular post. I did delete a bunch of them. Those of you who think you know exactly what happened in his marriage and how he's a crappy father and all that kind of stuff, shut up. You don't know anything about that. We don't know anything about that. It's why I don't comment on athletes' personal lives unless they put their personal lives out there. Because... It's too easy and it's too convenient for you to say that Tom Brady picked football over his family. But you have no idea of knowing if that was actually the case. That's just the popular narrative to make him look like a big fat jerk. It could be true. It could not be true. Either way, that's that's not for us to talk about. I think that's really tacky. And if you want to talk about it, you do it on your own Facebook page. Don't do it on mine. Uh, so those comments got deleted. The comments with inappropriate language, they always get deleted. We're still 550 comments about Tom Brady. (laughs) And it's hysterical. It's so divisive. Uh, It's either a hell yes or it's a hell no. Uh, And so it's kind of funny to see how emotional and visceral your reaction. So the poll is still up on Twitter. It's also live on Facebook, and it will remain that way, to be sure. And our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Now, on our last show, in the wake of the Buccaneers getting eliminated, and, of course, the question of whether or not this is Tom Brady's final game, we did an interview with our favorite Buccaneers insider, and that's TJ Reeves. My question for him wasn't, again, whether or not Tom Brady returns. My question was, do the Bucs want him to return? And his answer was absolutely. And then on the heels of that, 
what about Todd Bowles? Because to me, that's a question the Glazer family and the front office needs to address before they do anything else. I believe under the circumstances of his hiring that there could be an opportunity and maybe even a desire to search for a head coach beyond Todd Bowles. They didn't really have that chance last year because, what did we say, it was late March when when Bruce Arians, well, Tom Brady returned, Bruce Arians decided to step into the front office and step away from the sidelines. Um, and so for that reason, a lot of the premier coaching candidates had already been snapped up. They'd already signed, whether as head coaches or as coordinators somewhere. I suppose there's a chance that Tampa could lure Cliff Kingsbury back from Thailand. (laughs) Maybe after he gets a couple of weeks there or a month or so. Anyway, we don't have a ruling yet about Todd Bowles, but I think it speaks volumes, at least for now, that we haven't heard anything from the Glazer family, at least not that I know of. There's been no vote of confidence, if you will. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I think that's one question. And so if you missed that conversation with TJ, well, then you can go ahead and you can find that on our podcast after hours, amylawrence.com. I know a lot of you use the Odyssey app. Really easy to find that and to find our podcast through the Odyssey app. I'll tell you the truth. We've had some weird happenings with our podcast lately. At least on my laptop. I'm not sure if it's the server that I use, but I know that I've had some weird some weird website issues when it comes to our podcast. And so we've actually tried to reach out to our digital department to help us answer the question of what are we seeing. We're not hearing any complaints from you about finding the podcast. And our numbers, producer Jay tells me, are steady. In fact, this time of the year, they should be going up because of, well, just in general, more eyeballs and earballs on uh, all sports, radio and TV around the NFL postseason. But if you do have any challenges with it, I Google every day when I go to find our interview to put up on our social media. I always just Google it. Amy Lawrence... And our guest, TJ Reeves, podcast, boom, there it comes. And there's a variety of ways you can listen. There's all kinds of networks that pick up our podcast and carry our podcast. So however you listen, happy to hear it. I continue to get tweets and Facebook messages. Well, not messages, but posts. I do not check our DMs on Facebook. That would be creepy. Jay, why are you making that face? (laughs) You can feel free to weed through them if you like, but I will never. I have a hard enough time with icky Facebook messages uh, on my personal Facebook, which is why it's private now. But I can't even imagine the garbage and the really inappropriate messages that if we actually opened up our Facebook Messenger for our show page. Could you imagine? I I do not want to enter the realm of no. our Facebook Messenger no. page. No. I don't even think it's I I don't even think it's on. I don't believe it is actually. Yeah, when I when I do Active, message I guess would be the right word. Yeah, when I message people I usually use my personal one which uh you know scares me That's a little bit brave there, of you. but yeah, the show one, if that was open, that that could be disastrous. <laughs> no, I don't believe it's active. And if it is active, we've never checked it. Like, never once checked it. So for those of you who might send, uh, attempt to send private messages to our show Facebook page, you are out of luck, peeps. You are absolutely out of luck. <laughs> so, regular Facebook for you. And we're trying something new this week. 
What we're asking you to do is to dig deeper, think outside the box for your Ask Amy Anything questions. And we thought in addition to opening it up during the show, maybe we should expand the window where we post on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it definitely has worked, Jay. Have you seen the number of extra questions that we have now some of them are of course from people that don't normally listen so they think they're super cute with uh, questions about who's going to win the Super Bowl next year or are you married or just you know that kind of stuff Uh, and so (laughs) we do have a lot of extra questions I hope the quality is elevated so you're able to find enough material I've already noticed at least three that I like that are outside the box unique and so so far it's working yeah good experiment And if you don't hear it live, yes, that's part of our podcast. So coming up in our third hour of the show, your chance to ask Amy anything. So we'll get to that uh, as we head through this hump show, middle show of the work week. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Little bit from the basketball world, and I do mean a very little bit from the basketball world. Only a handful of games that were taking place on the Tuesday night. Uh, A lot of chatter as we start to look ahead to Divisional Weekend. But as I was mentioning, last night we did the early eulogy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On tonight's show, it's all about Dallas. Can you feel the buzz? And I know for those of you who hate the Dallas Cowboys, and sports hate is essentially jealousy. Jealousy and fatigue of hearing about them all the time. Mostly wishing that your team was the one that everybody was talking about. It's different with Dallas. Just trust me. It's different. It's like the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry. Now, their tenure isn't as long. They're not designated America's team. But they bring that buzz. There are certain teams, no matter what they're doing, no matter how high or how low, there's always something extra. There's always more attention paid to them. And it's... It's everything. It's financial. It's TV ratings. Do you know as much as Monday night's game was a dud, if you could call it that? I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have any problems watching watching slash listening to the entire game. Um, but, of course, I get paid to watch football. So not everybody maybe watched through the end. But despite the fact that it was a blowout, probably from the second quarter on, (laughs) I guess there was drama in figuring out if Brett Maher would set uh, not just one or two, but three records with, you know, extra missed points. I actually saw, this is such a side note, but it's so funny. Uh, I saw a very popular sports talk host, and he he does more than sports. He also does news, but... I saw him tweet, he's got over a million followers, and I saw him tweet how angry he was that, now I was listening to the radio at this point, so I guess I didn't see it. Maybe Jay, you saw it, but I know you're usually in the car too when some of these late games are taking place. He was so angry because the fifth extra point wasn't shown live on TV or like the whole buildup to it wasn't shown live on TV. So he was complaining about it on Twitter that it was the only drama left in the Cowboys-Bucks game and how could TV screw up? <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted, that's a bit of a tangent, but I just wanted to say that even though the game was in fact a blowout and the Buccaneers were awful, The numbers for last night's win, over 30 million viewers tuned in to see the Cowboys dominate the Bucs. 
ESPN's most watched NFL playoff game since the turn of the century. So 23 years since 1999. Even though it was a blowout, it was the Cowboys. It was Tom Brady, which kind of brings us back to the poll about whether or not you want to see him retire. You could say you hate Tom Brady and you want him to go away, but when it comes down to it, the majority of us still tune in to watch him. And it's the same thing with the Cowboys. I say this a lot of times about my radio show. Um, It's funny. If you think about it, it does, in fact, make sense and it will resonate with you. There are a lot of different categories of people that listen to my show. And yes, there are outliers. But a lot of people who listen to the show are people who think I suck and who hate me. But in order to fuel their anger and their obsession with how much they hate me, they continue to tune in because it gives them fuel for their fire. And so (laughs) that's the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys or with Tom Brady. There are teams out there that are very polarizing. You either love them or you hate them. And whichever side you fall on, you're generally pretty emotional about them. There's a lot of people who cannot stand the amount of attention the Cowboys get, and they tune in just to watch them lose. Like, they're literally tuning in to watch them lose. That's kind of one of our roles as sports fans, right? Not only do we cheer for our teams that we love passionately, but we cheer against those teams we hate. The Cowboys get a ton of attention. They make a ton of money. They get the primetime games. Jerry Jones is everywhere. And yet, where have the where have the Super Bowl wins been? Where have the NFC Championship wins been? Last night was their first road playoff win in 30 years. And so there are a lot of you who can't believe they get attention, even though they've been middling and mediocre, at least in terms of postseason, for decades. But I'm telling you, when they're good and when they win huge games on a national stage, there's a different buzz. There's a different dynamic around Dallas. John Mashoda. Been a long time since we talked to John, but he's one of my favorites. He used to be with the Dallas Morning News, now with The Athletic. He's just back in Dallas today, last few hours after traveling from Tampa. And so we will catch up with him to talk about the Cowboys because... I got to be honest, I feel like this win was more than just a win. What did it represent for Dallas? I will ask John that question. So again, on Twitter, A Law Radio, you can take our poll, just a half hour left in our Tom Brady poll. <laughs> on our Facebook page too, we're just getting started. We've got Aaron Rodgers answering the retirement question on this edition of the show. We've also got... The hirings and the firings, because there were more, there's fallout for the Chargers after the third largest collapse in NFL playoff history. A little bit of a look ahead to the the Saturday, I almost said wildcard games. No, we're past that. The Saturday divisional games. And then a trio of stories that are a bit of a cross-section with real life. I've said this before Sports are a microcosm of real life. It's a society of people that are together in a common profession. But people are the same everywhere. You're going to have people who make poor choices, who get in trouble, and you're also going to have accidents and tragedies. 
you're going to have those in sports too. And man, it feels like we've had more than our share lately in the world of sports. But a trio of stories that I haven't had as much time to comment on. I've I spent a little time on social, um, but I think they're worth talking about. It, it, updating you to be sure, but also worth looking at and investigating just a little bit. So a lot to get to tonight, plus Ask Amy Anything. So send your questions to either of our social media. Producer Jay is on the lookout. Straight ahead, Aaron Rodgers speaks because why not? (laughs) It's, It's after hours with Amy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lawrence, our hump show on CBS Sports Radio. Pretty nice. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Rodgers under center. Single back offense once again. Dylan the lone setback. Fake to Dylan. Rodgers to throw. Looking around. Throws end zone. Touchdown! Alan Lazard left side of the end zone. And the Packers are back in front. It was frustrating at times, but it ultimately really uh, some really beautiful moments. Uh, it's weird to say, and I actually do really believe that. Uh, as disappointing as this is, there was a lot of really incredible uh, moments and life lessons. Life and the season is like a big ceremony, and ceremonies can be tough. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Aaron Rodgers talking in the wake of a Week 18 loss at Lambeau Field with the postseason on the line. Not often that we see that from the Packers in which they leave a playoff spot out there for someone else to take. Uh, In this case, they controlled their own path. They would won four games in a row, but the Lions went into Lambeau and completed the sweep of the Packers on Sunday night football. Nearly unheard of, right? It was a year in which Rodgers saw a drop-off. Now, was it all him? No, but a lot of it was him. 26 touchdowns versus a dozen interceptions. And gosh, I think he had four of them against the Lions this season in two losses, which is, again, nearly unheard of in his tenure with Green Bay. 3,700 yards roughly. His completion rate 
was below 65%. He had a lot of new receivers that he was breaking in and trying to get comfortable. So there was a a drop-off without Devontae Adams, and he spoke about that after the game. or Well, after that game, yes, but spoke about it after the season. He had some other guys he was trying to get used to, and, and we know he has talked about being a grumpy old man and trying to raise up baby receivers to the point where they are the caliber at which he's comfortable and he trusts them. That's always a deal with veteran quarterbacks. You have to trust not just new receivers, but especially young receivers. And so it took a while for him to find a rhythm with, say, Christian Watson. So they found that groove after being, what was it, four and eight. They win four in a row, but they leave the postseason dying a slow death on the field at Lambeau. And now the questions, will he return? He's 39. He's indicated in the past he wanted to play until he was 40. That's the first question. Will he return or retire? And the next question is, where? He did get a new deal with the Green Bay Packers last season. Remember, it was three years, straight up $150 million. So the $50 million man. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's returning with Green Bay. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Similar to what we heard from Tom Brady after Monday's loss, Rodgers has taken all the time he needs. I think you have a feeling uh, where you're leaning, but there's a lot of things that come into play. You know, I think just on my side, it's the physical part, it's the emotional part, it's the spiritual part, it's the um, ability to go back out there and, and uh, give it 100%. Uh, you know, it's also the situation and... Uh, where the team is at and the uh, focus uh, moving forward, short-term, long-term. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just comes down to the intuition and what it feels like in your body and what it feels like in your mind. And uh, once you commit, then you commit and you move forward, uh, whatever the decision is. So, um, you know, I just need some time right now. Um, I don't need to ask anybody to respect my time or whatever I just uh that's gonna be the answer until I'm ready and when I'm ready to give my opinion like I was last year I'm either all in or I'm out I have a feeling that if I asked the same question of Aaron Rodgers that I did of Tom Brady just about 24 hours ago not will he return or retire but do you want to see him return that the numbers would be even more pronounced than what we've seen in the Brady poll. Now, I'm not going to tell you uh, the poll results at this point. We still have about 15 minutes to go, uh, and so I want you to go and check it out. The votes are still coming in, actually. I can see the votes continuing to climb, and so we'll pass along the results once we see the poll expire. But I feel like if we ask the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, there would be Similar results, but I would say the higher percentages, even more of a discrepancy between the top answer and the not top answer. I love Aaron Rodgers. The winning answer and the losing answer. Especially when you hear things like this. Well, how do you feel about your ability to play? Rodgers was talking to the crew on the Pat McAfee show. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. I don't know if that was McAfee. I suspect it was because he generally does the reacting. He sounds like he's constipated. Okay. Right situation. Um, 
He is hysterical. And actually, there are a few other uh, comments that Rogers makes in which you hear McAfee in the background. Uh, he has definitely discovered a niche for himself. He is very popular. He's made a lot of money. He's doing now TV and his show, which is on YouTube, for a brief Mm, nanosecond, maybe a few weeks, he was actually a colleague of ours here, and his show was carried on CBS Sports Radio. It did not work for a variety of reasons. Uh, I think he would tell you the same thing. We actually tried to get him on the show last year during Super Bowl week, but I'm pretty sure we got ghosted, didn't we? We never got a response. We reached out and never got any type of response, correct? Yeah, that's right, actually. Yeah. yeah I don't. Th- I don't think we'll try again. I think it's okay. Yeah, bad blood here between the uh, him and the network. No, I, I mean, I don't represent the net. Well, I do represent the network. I don't speak for the network, so I don't know if there's bad blood. This was, I think it was predating our current boss. There's been a boss turnover since then. And it was more about his relationship with Westwood One than it was with our network. We just happen to be partners uh, with Westwood One. So it's kind of a nuanced relationship. Uh, either way, this was a little bit more restricting for him. I don't think he was looking for something quite like this. And then he didn't need, he had another stop after he left here too. So he kind of, he's found his home now after bouncing around and he also does TV. Um, And you got to say the Aaron Rodgers weekly appearance has been one reason why his popularity has escalated, especially during everything that happened with COVID, which, you know, they always joke about when they have the opportunity. So uh, Pat asked him, how are you feeling physically following another season at your advanced age? I avoided some of the major injuries like COVID toe and uh, some other stuff. I I don't know how you avoided that one. Listen, after I went through the winter of death and survived, Everything since then has been easy, so I'm really, uh, really thankful. I mean, who can say that they won MVP of COVID? Uh, <laughs> what? And yeah. thank you. We had two years of COVID, mm-hmm. and that, that's the years I was MVP, back to back. So, what? and I dealt with COVID toe, <laughs> and COVID, and I'm a COVID survivor. Yeah, survivor. He calls himself the MVP of COVID. Like, he's never going to let this go. The COVID toe. I've never heard of COVID toe before. I have no lesions on my feet. Uh, The last I heard, actually, and I believe he was talking about this with McAfee a couple of weeks ago. Do I still follow Aaron Rodgers on Twitter? I'm not sure. He might have annoyed me. Oh, I know I do. Uh, The picture of his toe is still up there as his avatar. Marco is rolling his eyes like nobody's business. See, I feel like you would definitely vote yes. Just kidding. You would definitely vote no if I asked you, do you want Aaron Rodgers to return? What if he returned to play football but didn't speak anymore? No, no, no. I want him to play football. I want him to come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, do I Then why are you rolling your eyes? Well, there's a difference between wanting to watch him play and hearing him speak. Oh, agreed. Agreed. He annoys the crap out of me. But it's still, it's, it's he's Aaron Rodgers, and he's a he's off the beaten path, so it's worth. We make more fun of Aaron Rodgers and his comments than we do of anything else. We have more fun with him than, I think, anything else on the show. Some of the stuff I like, it's just, like I said, it, it's to me, it's, look, when you joke around and, and just kind of spew whatever, I, I'm cool. I don't like, he, there's a lot of... Um, the back and forth and the inconsistency is the stuff that I don't like. I, I If you're going to be a jerk, be a jerk. If you're going to be a good guy, <laughs> be a good guy. Like I, I've always said, you got to be consistent. That's where I kind of, that's where I come in. So that's my, whatever high ground that you want to say and you want to complain about me, so be it. That's my barometer. I want consistency. 
And I don't get that out of Aaron Rodgers. It's just not That's happen, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his his ego is the size of Detroit. Let's be fair. It's ginormous. And mm-hmm. he doesn't mind coming across that way. People are coming here to play with me. I do think he has some very important relationships to him. Randall Cobb, uh, David Bakhtiari. You know, his, his family situation is a little bit... I mean, my family situation is dysfunctional, so I'll be the first one yeah, to tell no, you. No, that's not that stuff. No, that's but, not no, the no, stuff well, I talk you about. You didn't you, let me yeah. finish. So his family situation is that he doesn't have a great relationship with them, so his family has become his friends. And I've been in that situation before, so I can relate to that. I know that his situation is not typical of, of everyone else. He's not married, doesn't have kids yet, and, and he's had some very high-profile disappointments. So all of those things to say, I do think he plays up the media attention. I think he kind of toys with the media and fans. And I, my conspiracy theory about this, and then we take our break, but is that I think when he was walking off the field at Lambeau on Sunday night, week 18, arm in arm with Randall Cobb and gazing around, he was playing it up for the cameras. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's the thing that Aaron Rodgers would do. Tom Brady runs off. He looks around. He he lifts his hat. Uh, he did kiss his parents who were there on the sidelines. They were mm-hmm. waiting for him. Right. That, that to me felt pretty... What anybody would do in his position. But I kind of feel like Aaron was playing it up, knowing there were cameras watching his every move just to screw with people. Yeah. But again, look, it's it's playing it up, but it's not to just screw around with people because it's also, too, because he likes the spotlight and he likes to be oh, the center does. of attention. He likes yes. to be talked about. Yes. That was my problem. Like I said, the consistency. Not to go back into this whole COVID thing, but, like, you were the one that hit it, and then after it came out <laughs> because you got COVID, then you started blaming everybody else. Well, the reason why is because you didn't understand. You didn't follow up. Look, if you want to say everybody go to hell, then just say it. That's what that, that's that's the consistency part that I'm looking for. You can tell you can tell me to my face, go to hell right from the start. No. I'm I'm cool. It's when you beat around the button, then afterwards, no, 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 I'm not going to take responsibility. I'm not going to blame somebody else. No, no, that's where I have a problem with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, uh, not the on the field stuff. He does feel different. Yeah, he does love to hear himself talk, but I do love watching him play. I I. Tell everyone, though, I won my fantasy football championship this year in spite of Aaron Rodgers because he didn't have a 20-point game more than one week. That was it. So remind me not to draft him again, but he still thinks he's going to be an MVP, and I wouldn't put it past him. We just don't know if it'll be with the Packers or not. So that's a question. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too. We'll have a little more with him coming up. But, boy, the joy for Mike McCarthy. He's joking. He's all excited. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> about this victory and then the look ahead against the Niners. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Prescott stands, waits, throws, back left corner of the end zone. It's Gallup tiptoeing along the back corner of the end zone for the touchdown. Prescott floated it in beautifully. And Michael Gallup running along the back end line. Put six more on the board. 24-0 Dallas. I tell you, I mean, you, you got you to just really feel great about the whole week and leading in there. I mean, the confidence you had in there, we did exactly what we had to do. And I love what J.K. said at the beginning. There ain't nothing else to say. Let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It was a triumphant trip to Tampa for the Dallas Cowboys. First road win in the playoffs since 1992, so 30 years. And it ended a streak of eight consecutive losses in road playoff games. Not to mention Dak Prescott had the best passer rating of any Cowboys quarterback in a postseason game in franchise history. So there's a lot to like about the way they played. Different animal on the road in the Bay Area coming up on Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, Bay Area time. We're going to talk about this matchup and, of course, the Cowboys and the buzz and when is a win more than just a win with John Mashota, who joins us at the top of the hour, back from Dallas. He had some late work to do, and so it's good to be able to grab a few minutes with him uh, in the wake of all of this euphoria with the Cowboys to the point where you hear Mike McCarthy in the locker room But before he started talking, he was dancing. He was dancing with a big old gaudy chunk of bling around his neck. And the reporters took the opportunity to ask him about that footwork (laughs) on uh, Tuesday. Excuse me. What was I doing? I was doing what I always do, celebrate a victory. (laughs) Glad you enjoyed it, David. It was just a teaser, so that's, yeah. I was kind of stuck in between a break dance and the, and the gritty, so I guess I didn't. There weren't so many damn cameras in there, I could have, I need a little more room, so. He is a funny guy. We get the subtle humor now and then during the year, but he's so locked in and focused on the job uh, that you don't always get the humor. I know that there have been a lot of different stories coming out of the locker room about uh, various games he plays with the guys when he wants them to loosen up or videos that he shows them. Uh, He's been so good for the franchise as much as people wanted to fire him if they didn't win the wild card game on Monday. I hope we put that to bed. I'm genuinely happy for him. First playoff win for him as a head coach since 2016, going back not as last year with the Packers, but 
even before that. So I'm excited for just some fresh blood. The fact that the Jaguars have a playoff win for the first time since 2017, and then think about where they were a year ago. They were staring at the number one overall draft pick for the second consecutive spring. That was where they were a year ago. From number one overall draft pick to divisional playoffs. You know, it reminded me of the Indianapolis Colts. Remember the year after Peyton was... I mean, he was on the shelf for the entire year. They had two wins, uh, two and 14, if I remember correctly. And they had the overall number one pick. They get Andrew Luck. They hire Chuck Pagano, right? Who ended up having, uh, was it leukemia? He battled cancer for a good portion of the season. Uh, And so instead it was Bruce Arians who stepped up kind of in the wake of that. um, And they turned it into a playoff run. So it is possible And yes, Andrew Luck's a quarterback, but so is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, to go from overall number one seed to the divisional round is quite a turnaround. So first playoff win for the Jags since 2017. First playoff win for the Giants since their Super Bowl victory in the 11 season. So going back to the early stages of 2012. So 11 years there. Now the Cowboys, who hadn't had a a road playoff win in 30 years. But even so, last year they were eliminated in the wild card round. Um, And and so they weren't they at home last year too? Because they were the division... Were they division champions last year? They had 12 wins. Yeah, they were. They won the division, and the Eagles were the wild card. And so they hosted the Niners last season, and the Niners beat them on the way to the NFC Championship. So, yeah, they've had a lot of high-profile exits. Um, and, And for the Cowboys to win this game and to do it with Mike McCarthy, and I think to solidify uh, really the core of what they're doing, something I need to ask John, though, what about Dan Quinn? I mean, the, the better the Cowboys look, second straight year of the defense leading the NFL in takeaways, the better they look, the more high profile he is a coaching candidate. So there's a lot of questions around the Cowboys. Uh, Of course, the big thing is heading into San Francisco. And Mike McCarthy, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. So what is the most challenging part of trying to win the Vince Lombardi trophy? I think the biggest thing, I don't know if it's the most difficult, but I think just the biggest thing is just staying true to who you are. I mean, just you got to play your game. Um, this this is not a time to, to change. I think this is an, a, an adjust, adjustment and emphasize uh, mindset. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be comfortable uh, that these games are going to come down to, you know, one or two big plays. And you can't win in this league without big plays. Um, so it's that's playoff football. But uh, I think not only it's not the challenge, it's 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 just the, the mindset that you, you're going to embrace that. And that's that, that's the beauty of, of, of winning playoff games is that's the kind of game you're going to play in. We have a, a new feature, kind of. We're, we're piecing it together on the fly, but Producer Jay did a great job with it on our last show. We called it the wild card walk back. So it's kind of a review of the biggest plays from each game and then maybe a a snippet of audio from someone who was involved. For instance, the Bengals with their 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown, longest in NFL playoff history. Sam Hubbard, by the way, he was mic'd up for that. We have got to find that audio. I've heard it. I know it's on social. I forgot to mention it to Producer Jay. He was mic'd up 
<laughs> and so even as he's got the oxygen mask on uh, and he's taking a selfie while flexing and, and sucking in oxygen after his 98-yard run, he was also mic'd up for NFL Films. Anyway, we'll get to that. But in our Wild Card Walk Back, we're listening to some of the, the moments that will give you chills from Wild Card Weekend plus a little bit of the reaction. We saw a lot of big plays, and there were a bunch of those for the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. Dalton Schultz with a pair of touchdown catches. Uh, that were over 22 yards, each of them. Uh, how about the J. Ron Curse interception in the end zone to stop what was the best drive of the Buccaneers in the first half? Uh, the fourth and one that was Dak on a bootleg that faked out the entire Bucks defense and left him all alone with a whole half of the field to himself or a whole half of the end zone to himself. There were a lot of chunk plays and big plays. Uh, for the the Dallas Cowboys. But can they do it against the best defense in the NFL, which is the Niners, who are on an 11-game win streak? We're going to talk with John Mishota, who joins us from Dallas straight ahead. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.